Hi everyone. Sorry for the long wait. We have had some changes to the way that we are running the podcast. But currently, I'm creating a three-part segment about the coronavirus in addition to the regular episodes that will be released in the future. I have reached out to a doctor who has been on the front lines of the pandemic. She has been working long hours in this dire situation. I am glad that I was able to ask a few questions to her, even though she has been extremely busy since day one of the pandemic. The work and effort she has put in and other healthcare workers have been doing is so very admirable. So we should all thank the healthcare professionals that we come across in our day-to-day lives. Now joining us is Dr. Julie Patel, who is currently working with COVID patients. So, could you tell me a little bit about yourself? Personally, I'm a pulmonary critical care doctor in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been in Phoenix for over 15 years. Um, and uh, I work, I have a practice both inpatient and outpatient pulmonary, along with most of my time is dedicated to critical care. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about the COVID pandemic. So what has your experience been with these patients? Well, I think this is the second wave we're going through. The first wave in March was a lot of um, unknown as far as fear and protection and personal protection and not knowing how long this is going to last for and not having um, an end to it uh, at this those patients at the beginning in March's pandemic had behaved a lot differently from predominantly from the pulmonary aspect, meaning that from the lungs, their their lung physiology was a lot different. We had a lot of success in those patients. Uh, we actually made national news because we had a couple of the first patients that were on ECMO, which is beyond life support. It is an artificial lung that pumps for you. We had a lot of success of getting patients through COVID. Um, unfortunately, this wave that has started, and I think it will be a lot longer wave than the first one, it, it feels like the virus has mutated um, and patients are not recovering, even despite all aggressive measures, including ECMO, are not having the benefit of even time um, to get them through it. Patients are dying and they're dying uh, very painful, miserable death, unfortunately, and not having families around, it's, it kind of takes the humanity of medicine out. So it's a whole different world now that we live in than we did pre-COVID. Yeah, much has changed this year. So what would you say has been the biggest changes in people's mindsets between the first and the second wave? Well, I think in the first wave, people were actually being cautious and it, adhering to healthcare information and listening to the CDC. I think that fatigue factor has really um, set into people's mind of being isolated, which is normal human psychology. You know, you can only stay isolated. We're not made to be those quarantine mammals. Communication interactions are very important. But how long can you do it? And I think the initial portion of just um, fear of not knowing was real and people were taking it seriously. 
now it seems with the holidays and right in the middle of all of this, um, it just seems people, despite all the public advertisements and warnings, people still have no, they, I think they're tired of the quarantine and so they don't take as many precautions, you know, because people want their normal lives back. But with those normal lives, not using masks, not doing social gatherings, you know, even despite just your family members, um, it puts everybody at risk. And this virus is very contagious, you know. And even the simple thing is just wearing a mask in, in the stores. You go to the stores and and you see people are still not wearing masks, you know. And after knowing what the death rates are, um, those are choices that they, that they make. And, you know, yes, everybody has a right to make those choices. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I mean, that's what the... Uh, what the United States is based on, but it's not a choice that if you get COVID, then it's fair for healthcare workers to put their lives at risk to save you. Yeah, I feel like the it's been a widespread feeling of people yeah. being tired out from this pandemic, quarantining and isolating from everyone else. So being right in the middle of holiday season with Christmas right around the corner, what advice do you have for people? You know, I know holidays are a time where you want to see your loved ones and you want to open gifts together and be together, you know, but my advice is even with family or anyone, just keep your distance and stay safe. I mean, it's the only thing that we know that has known to prevent is wear a mask and social distancing, which, you know, with the holidays is very difficult for people, but, you know, one holiday, if you do it, you may have many more holidays uh, to enjoy. But if you don't and you get COVID, those holidays are not guaranteed. Okay, thank you. So I wanted to take a slight turn and talk about the vaccine. So as the vaccine has come, people have lowered their guards, even if it hasn't come out because they have found a sense of relief in that it has been created. What would you recommend people do as vaccines go out or even after they've come out? Well, I mean, I, I personally got my first Pfizer vaccine yesterday. And, you know, I think it is a breath of fresh air that at least there is a cure at the end of this or something that we can do to go back to a normal state of mind that will give us some sort of protection. Obviously, if everybody does not get vaccinated, that that protection is not guaranteed for everybody. Um, I think in the first time in modern medicine that, you know, a vaccine has come out so quickly, you know, and the science of this supports it. So I commend the science community for coming out with in the shortest period of time known to man to have to develop a vaccine. And I, I hope everybody gets the vaccine because there's mixed feelings about it too, you know. Um, having said that, you know, even my colleagues, like nurses that are on front lines have reservations or doctors on the front lines have reservations of the vaccine and don't want to get it. And it's kind of interesting to see that in the sense that people that see us every day don't want to get the vaccine, which I, I was very surprised with that reaction when I talked to ICU nurses that they're like, oh, we don't know what the side effects are. You know, I don't know if I'm going to get it. You know, you would think that seeing what is on the front line, that it would be um, 
a more appreciated relief. That is something common across the United States with people being skeptical about taking the vaccine. A poll conducted by USA Today found that 20% of people were unlikely to take the vaccine. What would you say to these people who may be on the fence or will not take the vaccine? Well, I, I, I mean, I don't think I can say anything to change anybody's mind, but I do say that you not getting it puts other people at risk you know, in that sense. And, and we don't know the long-term complications of these vaccines, but we do have a lot of science to support what the complications have been on previous vaccines. And, you know, go back to the basics, flu vaccine too. There are more than maybe 20%, I think, that opt not to take the flu vaccine, you know, but yet every year everybody dies from flu too. Um, so, it's not my place to convince anyone, but it is my place to, for public safety that, you know, this can only work if we all are in it together. And if you have outliers, then it still puts everybody at the same risk. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a happy holiday. So that was my interview with Dr. Patel, and it was very insightful. I have two more sections of this series coming up and I will be releasing the second episode of my podcast so stay tuned and be safe and have a happy holidays